1: Welcome to Ask the Expert. North Texas here on News Radio 1080 KRLD. I'm David Rankin.
0: And I'm Kristen Diaz. This week, the president urged Congress to help uh, restore the enhancements to families again when it comes to their paycheck. The expiration of tax child tax credits, children in poverty-stricken communities, they are at high risk. And on today's Ask the Expert, Tanya Haig joins us on the KRLD Zoom room. She's a child safety advocate and founder and executive director of Kids Two which is a nonprofit organization that addresses child protection for modern day parents. You know, Tanya, the poverty rate among kids, it has doubled, more than doubled from one year to the next. According to census data, we went from 5.2% in 2021 to 12.4%. What were some of the contributing factors in this?
2: Yeah. So, you know, when you look at that poverty data point, I know that isolates a particular year, especially around the COVID pandemic timeframe, but really we've been monitoring poverty in in the context of kids in our country for the last several years. So that number, um, while it's completely alarming, we want all of your audience to know that um, a lot of kids are, are suffering because of the poverty rate. And there are 11 million kids in the U.S. who are living in poverty today, and that makes it one in seven kids. So it's been a long-term problem and the COVID, I think it's good that this particular topic is coming up now because it needs more attention. And um, you see that dramatic doubling because that tax credit during the pandemic helped a lot of our families. And then the minute you take away additional dollars, of course, we just go right back to where we were. So I think this is an important conversation to keep resurfacing so we can keep the kids that are the most vulnerable top of mind.
1: The the whole thing with the COVID pandemic was the federal government came to the rescue for a lot of low income families with these various credits and then the credits expired before those pandemic credits came in to help. How bad had poverty been for children across the country?
2: Yeah, so four in 10 kids um, were living in a, in a family or in a household that could barely meet basic needs. And that includes obviously like food, shelter, um, and, and etc. And those kids um, have a higher likelihood to experience what's called an adverse childhood experience. So neglect, abuse, um, the list goes on and on. So we had already seen alarming numbers. Um, and you know, the pandemic, I think, gave us a nice little snapshot of it maybe looking like it's improved because obviously giving families that need more money to to make ends meet always helps. Um, but this was a short term solution. And we think that, you know, we want to call for all our, our lawmakers to continue to serve for these solve for these issues on a long term basis.
0: Is this strictly a government issue? There are, you know, a lot of people who, you know, are polarized on this topic on giving money to the American people and various different reasons.
2: Um, But where does that come into play? Yeah. So I would say that um, when you look at other data about leading nations in the world, the United States is one of those leading nations. And we continue to have alarming child poverty numbers. So while I definitely understand the side of the argument where we just can't keep subsidizing, um, you know, all everyone's incomes or it's enabling certain kind of behavior, um, we definitely believe that, you know, supporting the families that need to the most, especially being a leading nation in the world, needs to be a priority. So solving some of those underlying issues that could be many, um, and we also have a lot of nonprofit organizations or NGOs that are coming to help fill those gaps. But it takes government plus you know, the public sector, the private sector to help solve problems to lift up all of our children, and I believe that um, being the powerful country that we are, we have a responsibility to make sure we're not leaving kids behind. What
1: are the risks to children that are in living in poverty right now beyond the obvious things like they don't have enough to eat or enough clothes to wear?
2: Yeah, well, it gets into subjects that get a little harder to process sometimes, like child abuse is definitely at the top. Um, some of the other measurements that we've been following um, have been online safety. So kids that are um in those poverty levels are just in general at more risk of being exploited by predators, whether it's in person, a family member, um, an educator, or through, you know, social media and Roblox, they are just so much more vulnerable and at risk than the rest of the population.
1: Yeah, the whole thing, the whole thing is um you have people that will make promises and you mentioned the kids are vulnerable to that. If they can make these promises of money and, and, and fame and wealth, they're more attracted to that if they, especially if they don't have anything.
2: Absolutely. So kids and families who are poor, um, you know, get desperate. And for those of us who are just, you know, going in in along with our day, we're not really thinking about survival, and these families are looking for solutions to survival. That's why in some of the numbers that you see, even with sex trafficking, um, you'll see it's very common for family members to be trafficking their own children because they are poor, they are desperate, they need money. Um, so unfortunately, some of these dark spaces, when it comes to vulnerable children, it just gets overly highlighted and Again, we would love to, to find a way for government, public and private sectors to come together so it reduces um, families having to feel so desperate. And yes, extending this tax credit will help, while I believe it'll give our government some time to have longer term solutions.
0: I'm curious, you know, as we, we all know, things with the government don't work very quickly. And even though the president is, you know, uh, petitioning the, the, that Congress consider this, this is not going to happen overnight if it does happen. Um, meanwhile, nonprofit organizations like Kids2, they're all across the nation, as you mentioned, trying to do this work uh, with boots on the ground. How are the the communities supporting these organizations in your experience and and how how are they doing right now with the extra weight of of this?
2: Yes, so to your point, in in our work, we've come across a lot of great organizations that are trying to do their part to solve very complex problems. Um but right now, with the economy having its ups and downs, that also impacts nonprofits and how much, you know, donations they're receiving to be able to complete the work and deliver on their respective missions. Um, but yes, they are, um, I would say, most nonprofits that we come across are under-resourced, could, get, could seek a lot more money to make more of an impact. But we're just so grateful that we've seen, um, you know, shelters, um, you know, different just grassroots ways to, to help um, the underserved, you know, I know in Chicago where we're based, a lot of the conversations been around migrants coming in. Um, you know, where are they going to get placed? What are the right shelters? What are the resources? Um, our city of Chicago probably wasn't as prepared. And to your point, things move slow, and to be able to respond quickly is just almost um, not realistic. Um, so yeah, we would just hope that you know. We want nonprofits to get the credit where they deserve to, to recognize that the work that they're doing, because that, that's not always the case. And um, continue to, you know, call for our, our legislators to um, prioritize children always and put this into the fold.
1: Is there a priority status in Congress as far as the House and Senate are concerned, or are they worrying about other issues right now?
2: Well, through our involvement, to be honest, what we've been paying a lot of close attention to—that's gotten more traction, which has been years in the making—has been around protecting kids on social media. So there are several bills that are finally really making it to rising to the top. But believe me, we've been putting in this work with other organizations for the last three, four years, and they're just now getting to the point where we believe, you know, this is going to be the Congress that can really help prioritize children Um, in terms of the poverty piece. You know. Everything that has to do with the budget, we're not as involved with the nitty gritty on just budgets, but we think that um, with your help and giving this air t- giving this subject airtime, I think it's a much needed subject that, again, needs to be um, brought to the surface um, so there's more conversation around, you know, helping um, poor families in our country and, and the kids.
0: Is there anything else you want our listeners to know about child poverty here in
2: America? Well, I would say that, you know, today's September 15th, and it kicks off Hispanic Heritage Month. Um, So we are um, using our voice to raise awareness about Latinos in our country. Obviously, um, you are all in Texas, one of the leading states with a large population of Latinos and Latino children. And we want to make sure that, you know, we're bringing visibility to the fact that Latino kids and the data shows that Know, they have a higher risk of being vulnerable um, to um, a lot of these adverse childhood experiences. Mm-hmm. And um, they make up a large population of our country. And we want to make sure that, you know, we're celebrating Latino kids and um, that they continue to be a priority as a growing population in our country. Um, so, yeah, we're celebrating Santa Heritage Month by just trying to raise more awareness about um, Latino kids and the value that they bring to our culture.
0: That is Tanya Haig with Kids 2 here on k Thank you so much for the time.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.